This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central, at www.twitch.tv backslash BlancaOG. Hope you enjoy the show! What is up, guys? This is Tailgate Talks, week 61, and you're here listening to the Tailgate, where we discuss what's going on in the rest of the sporting world. Um, but before we do jump into this episode, make sure you hit us up. Uh, follow us on Spotify. Follow us on iTunes. And uh, if you do swing by iTunes, make sure you give us a five-star rating and drop a good review below. We'll always appreciate that. Um, if you do get the sh- chance, though, and you do want to hear us, our takes... Uh, more frequently, obviously, uh, hit us up on the social media pages. We're on Twitter, at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And if you do swing by that YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell notification, be notified each time we post a new video. Uh, as far as our personal accounts, Dustin, you can find him at DustinWimmer22, Brooks at Calvin B. Barrett, and me at Blanca, where the L is a one. And lastly, if you have any sort of thoughts, questions, or anything you want to hear us discuss on the show, uh, email us tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. Let's go ahead and jump right into this episode. We got plenty to talk about with the NFL, uh, obviously a college football playoffs, uh, final, final four being announced a little bit of NBA news and shot bets, Pl- plenty of fun stuff, plenty of fun stuff. What you got? Oh, just a little sprinkle of NBA. Just a little, just, just a little, just a little, little, little salt based sprinkle. Let's go with the, uh, NFL. All right, all right. Dustin, go ahead and take the way, man. Excellent. As always, we're going to start the NFL segment with the time it takes Tom Brady to come back on your NFL team week 13 recap. You know, when we started this segment, we thought there'd be multiple Tom Brady comebacks during the season, but unfortunately not. The Bucks have mostly handled things or been out of games. We're still at the week one time of minute and 24 seconds for us to recap this which I think is nice because we've gotten used to our, our time frame to cover yeah. things, you know? So Tom's given us some consistency. So just like Tom Brady, you know, we're just being consistent with what yeah. we're doing for you guys. I think, I think right. Brooke, Brooke's, so, had, Brooke's had two weeks of a minute, 23 point something. Oh yeah. I mean, you got to throw <laughs> the ball up at Hail Mary gonna, last second. Buzzer goes to zero touchdown. Let's go. I'm going to kick that minute 24's ass this week for sure. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, Brooks wants to kick that minute 24 ass. We'll let him go first, then. All right. <laughs> so, as always, we give you, you a minute 24 seconds to talk about the previous week's NFL stuff, whatever you want to talk about for a minute 24 seconds, uninterrupted, no discussion. The floor is yours, Brooks. Are they give me a uh, yep, clock man. and a countdown? We're, we're set to go. Brooks, you ready? I am ready. All right, going in three, two, one. Go. All right. Well, I'm going to kick the minute 24's asses because I just don't have a lot that I really want to talk about this week. I had a pretty busy weekend with work and conference and everything, so I didn't get to watch a whole lot of football. Uh, but last week in this segment, I mentioned the Miami Dolphins, and they proceeded to go on and win the following week, kicking the 
Brooks curse ass uh, by beating the Giants and not losing as every other team that I mentioned would go on to do. So congrats to the Miami Dolphins for being the Brooks curse. And the other team that's finally found the win column, the Detroit Lions being the Minnesota Vikings. We thought they were going to lose it like three different times, but no, they get the win. Dan Campbell's first win as the head coach of the Lions, a team that we've all kind of had a soft spot for this year. So congrats to them. Congrats to Detroit and to Jared Goff for winning his first game without Sean McVay. So boom. Yay, Detroit. Yay. Congrats. They won the footballs. I I love that the Lions record right now of one, 10 and one. It just looks cool. I mean, record gummy. It looks cool. <laughs> there's there's score gummy. Is there record go- like record gummy? Like this gummy. is the <laughs> for sure. The first time it's ever been. Now it'd look even cooler next week if they're one eleven and one. Mm. Oh, that's yeah. That's gonna be nice. Oof. Then we can just they can just quit the season and they can yeah. move the team. And the last record that the Detroit Lions have is one eleven and one. Good idea. <laughs> just just quit All at right. that point and that's no. my 124 <laughs> yeah. that was the 101 that was 101 hey, sometimes you, yeah, you yeah, drive yeah. down the field and make your comeback a little yeah. quicker than expected you don't need the whole you left, left, too much left time him 20 seconds Rogers. but you know as long as you get a good <laughs> kick return coverage you'll be alright yeah alright oh, go ahead God. and reset that clock and give yourself a countdown alright so uh, let's go ahead and go in three, two, one, and so this is going to be another week of, of me kind of dabbling a little bit on the Cowboys here and uh, retracting my last week's panic button. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna kind of you know it was an on off switch. I'm pushing it back off. Um, and, and and here's the end reality of the Cowboys is when they got their big names, when they got their big boys in, they are the Cowboys that we thought they were going to be going into the season. And at the start of the season, it was showing. Without them, they're back to the they're back to that 500 team that we're kind of used to over the last couple of years. But they're looking strong. The only concern that I actually have for them is somehow, some way, this Washington team is on a four-game win streak. They're on the third longest win streak in the entire NFL right now. Uh, first, obviously, being that uh, out of the blue New England team, but and the second being the Kansas City Chiefs. But right behind KC uh, is, is Washington, the Washington football team, with four wins in a row. So you got to kind of give that a little bit of merit. Uh, I don't think that they'll pull off any kind of upset on the Cowboys in the in the conference or in their own division. But uh, definitely something to keep an eye on. Again, Cowboys still still top tier while they got all their big names in. And that's my take. How could right. you leave my Miami Dolphins out of there? They've won six in a five, wait, five wait, in a row. Five. Oh, a row. you're right. You're right. Okay. Yeah. I'm five sorry. I had, the, okay. I, I, I had the, I had the, I had the, you got the Dolphins. I had the, the seven, I had the seven, the five and the four in my head. Sorry. But yeah, your Dolphins are on a five game <laughs> win streak too. They get their credit. My bad. Brooks is Dolphins. Well, they're Dude, not mine. I just have talked about them twice. I mean, you got the, you got the, you got the, you got the Fitz magic shirt. I do. You got some claim to him. A little, a little claim. A little claim. <laughs> all right. Dustin, you ready for yours? I am. All right. All right. Reset going now. And all right. <clears throat> uh, going in three, two, one, go. I have talked previously on this segment about 
don't let terrible games act like good games. Well, Monday Night Football was a terrible game, but was actually a good game because of how drastically the weather changed that football game. It wasn't your typical like, hey, these teams are just bad at football. No, you had 40 mile an hour winds gusting in and out of that stadium, some weather conditions with some rain and snow and all that. And Matt Jones had a solid two for three with negative three rushing yards and 19 yard passing. And this is your typical Bill Belichick, like, hey, you know, I'm going to run it down your throat. You're not going to stop me. I'm just going to score one more time than you do. And for some reason, the Bills didn't want to do that. They threw Josh Allen 30 times out there and didn't run that many times. I don't know why, but that game was so fun to watch, actually, because of how drastic. Like, we're used to, like, this aired out, air raid type NFL now, and the Patriots literally ran, like, stretch left, pull, pull guard left, pull guard right, pull guard left, hey, pull guard left again. Ten seconds. Like, he just ran it straight up Buffalo's face, and it was actually fun to watch because of how bad the weather made that game. And twenty three oh three. All right, solid, solid comeback there. Yeah, a lot of fun actually to watch that game. That was so bad, maybe, but so good. So maybe next year this segment we just have to change it to whatever quarterback completes a two minute or under two minute comeback. We just change it to time it takes Kirk Cousins to come back and be your NFL team. <laughs> And then he might have a random one time it takes Jared Goff to come back. Like maybe we'll have to. So we get more yeah. variety. The the, the, gar- the Gardner Minshew comeback segment. And then you just have like a random one every now and then. All right. So let's move from our recap week to the upcoming week, week 14. One, I have one beef I want to bring up. Actually, I'll bring that up later. I'll bring that up in my final shots. First game we want to talk about Raiders versus Chiefs, AFC West matchup. Raiders are still hanging around for no goddamn reason. And also, for some reason, the Chiefs look like the best team in football again. So, Brooks, what do you make of this matchup? Are the Chiefs all the way back? I'm still not saying they're all the way back because their offense hasn't gotten to the point yet where it terrifies me again. Now, I'm still always like – are we going to see that this week? Like it feels like it's coming eventually, but it's just not at that point where I feel like they're going to hang 30 points on you. Like they used to consistently do. They just haven't been able to do that for whatever reason. And so until I see that again, they're not fully back for me, but I mean, their defense has been completely changed since the beginning of the season. And so that definitely makes me feel like they are once again, a top threat to make the Super Bowl, just because of that side of the ball being drastically different than it was when they were losing all those games. And you know, the offense, I expect to figure it out. They just have so many times where Tyreek Hill can't catch the ball and it ends up in the other team's hands. They just have so many of these lapses, but ultimately there's turning back into the Kansas city chiefs that we thought were going to be there at the end of the season. So uh, it just been positive for them lately. And especially on the side of the ball, that was terrifying you the most was that defense. So um, as for the Raiders, I mean, <laughs> they just got to get through the season, man. They just got to get, they've had, 
a season from hell um, with all these off the field things. So sure they can beat the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, but then they can turn around and lose to the Washington football team right after. I mean, Honestly, they're, they're uh, that team that's in that spot. Like, hey, y'all need to quit winning and ruin yeah. your draft pick. Like, yep. you're not going anywhere, and you're just making your draft pick worse. Like, stop. And I know you can't make those guys do that, but right. that's where yeah. they're at. <laughs> yeah. Arlie, what do you think about this game? Um, I mean, this is <clears throat> this is the Chiefs game to win or lose. Uh, I think these Raiders, well, the, the last matchup was 41-14, to 14, like – the the they're they're not in the same same league. Uh, I you want to kind of put like just a blind pick and just say it that the these Chiefs are going to just dominate this game, but <clears throat> I, I I don't know what the what the what the Raiders are kind of holding on to anymore. I don't know. I, I, yeah. Like let's be real, they're 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 not going to beat they're they're I don't think they're going to beat out LA. They're definitely not beating out KC, and they're not getting any kind of wild card pick, like. I, I don't know what they're holding on to anymore. I have pride, I guess, but <clears throat> uh, yeah. I, I this is the Chiefs game. This is the Chiefs game to win or lose. And uh, if they want to kind of continue on this upward trend, then they need to beat this uh, this divisional matchup. Yeah. And the other thing, like the Chiefs defense, I mean, when you got Frank Clark back and he's healthy and playing like a beast, I mean, their D-line is all healthy. And they also had their hardest games of the season earlier in the in the mm-hmm. year when they didn't have those guys healthy. Now they're playing a bunch of 500 teams from here out. So they have plenty of time to get their offense right and keep their defense rolling. Like I already said, this should be the Chiefs game to win and maybe blow up on them. Next exactly. game, this is Arley's game that you just mentioned in your recap, Cowboys and football team. Cowboys four and a half point favorite, but the football team is hot right now, Arlie. Yeah, uh, I mean the main thing to look at here is obviously uh, this is this is going to be Cowboys as long as they're healthy, they're 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 top heavy side, yeah. And and if any of those people get injured, then this is a different looking Cowboys, unfortunately. But uh, we got the big names in, we got the big dogs in. I think uh, the main focus here kind of needs to be. Uh, on, on on Zeke here, he's supposed to be that that every down back, and he's getting outperformed every every game now. Um, not all his fault. Uh, what, what is it? Pollard yeah. Pollard's their main their main. Uh, yeah, Zeke, running Zeke back right now has had like a little knee issue going on, but he's yeah. a full participant at practice on Wednesday, so he should be okay to come back. But yeah, Pollard's the. Pollard's not your gr- grounded out type guy that Zeke has become. Yeah. Pollard's more of a – he's the explosive and screen game and outside kind of threat. But, I mean, he's got a ton of plus 15-yard plays on this year. Well, I, I've kind of I've kind of caught, like, a little bit of wind here. People kind of comparing him to, like, a, kind of the, the, the Christian McCaffrey type where he, he's going to put out big numbers. He's going to get the big runs. He's going to get the bigger plays. Yeah. But he's not built to take that kind of load. He's just not. He's not that kind of big dude right. to be running it over and over again. And that's why I think the main take out of this game that I would prefer to see is Zeke starting to play like Zeke. Be the every down back, gain the five yards per touch, and and kind of show yourself as the true number one, as that, as that like, every down. What do you got, Brooks? Yeah, go ahead, Brooks. I don't get the Zeke's got to be Zeke anymore. Like, I don't think he is – 
going to be like the rushing leader Zeke that we used to see. Right. But if you watch this offense, like he doesn't have the opportunities that he used to because you have a good quarterback so and amazing wide receivers, so you're going to get them the ball. And then Tony Pollard is a nice change of pace back who you're going to try to get to the outside because once he gets to the outside, he can burn you. And so Zeke, like I've watched these games and I'm like, he's doing what is there in front of him. It's not like he's actively being a bad running back. Like he's taking what's given to him. Just what's given to him isn't as much as it used to be. And so, and, and his offensive line's been hurt off and on. There's game plans where like he's completely basically out of the game plan because now you have to pass the ball because either you're behind or that's their defense is really good at stopping the run which the Saints defense was so you're going to pass the ball a little bit more so I I don't necessarily think it's Zeke's fault on that front um and so but you know as for this game I just you know this is a kind of the uh statement for the Cowboys right like you got the Washington football team coming up from behind on a winning streak right now uh you can do some damage here separate yourself a little bit more from them in the division and also feel really good about yourself after getting a road victory uh with all your offensive weapons back so yeah i'm looking for the cowboys to go in there and take care of business as y'all been doing with this division all season y'all just taking care of business when you are playing these guys that's what's been most impressive to me this season yeah that's what leads me to my point is for your last five games, we got five games left on the season or against the division. You got the football team twice, you got the Giants and the Eagles in the season. And so a lot can change, especially with Washington only two games back and playing them twice. So, I mean, a lot can happen here. You need to get more consistent, especially on the last five, six weeks. You've been very inconsistent on which team shows up yeah. and how you play. Um, part of the good thing for the Cowboys is they're getting healthier. Yep. Um, they're getting Randy Gregory back this week, possibly. Zeke is mm-hmm. apparently back. Um, all the offensive tackles are supposed to be back. <laughs> Demarcus Lawrence was back last week. Demarcus Lawrence was back, but not, yeah, not like Rip, fully but, back. Yeah. But so he should be even more than playing 40% of snaps. And so this is kind of reminding me of uh, kind of like the – um, Bucks last year, they got healthier around this time and got rolling. And that's what it's, I mean, about, I mean, it's about talent, but also having healthy talent down the stretch. Yeah. And that's what getting hot. And I think Cowboys are, they're in line for that. Can they make it happen? Yeah. Hey, they get Mike McCarthy back this week too. Oh yeah, they do. Oh, cool. But <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> no, no, Dan, no Dan Quinn and backwards hat on the side. Good, he needs to go was... back up to the booth, turn that hat back, <coughs> and stay there. What's you can't have, you the can't have too much Dan on the sideline. <laughs> yeah. Let's move to kind of a, uh, I don't want to call it a prove it type game and who wants to hang around type game. This is 49ers versus Bengals. And both teams kind of lingering around. Bengals keep going from we want to be here, we don't want to be here, maybe we're too young to be here. Um, but they're still in that AFC North. Like they're battling. Yep. I mean, they're right there at seven and five, right behind Baltimore. They're not proving anything. Steelers and Browns are not that good. And so they're hanging around. The um, 49ers haven't gone away. They're getting healthier and kind of decent hanging around. Brooks, who do you think wants to hang around in this game and keep their season afloat? 
The Bengals are the biggest I don't know team. I think For maybe sure. them and the Chargers who played. That each was other a hell of week. a I don't know game last weekend. Yeah. Both teams tried to give it away. It's it's just <laughs> impossible. To, talk about yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Right. Because I, I figured we'd talk about it in this game. But yeah, yeah the B- Bengals are so hard to figure out what they want to do because, you know, when you're not expecting them to, they go in and dominate the Ravens and then they turn around and have some questionable losses that leave you wondering what kind of team this is and then have some impressive wins and then you get confident in them and then they go and get handled by the Chargers. So, you know, like either, you know, I I don't know what to expect from them. As for the 49ers, I've liked what I've seen out of them recently. Um, They lost to a Seattle team that's on their last leg and clawing last week. So I don't necessarily think that's, just a horrible loss because while Seattle's record isn't great, they're still a team that you've got to reckon with every week because of Russell Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, for them, I feel like this is a huge game uh, to stay up in that NFC playoff hunt. They are of course in a really tough division. So uh, this would be huge for them. And this would be huge for the Bengals. Like, I mean, both teams need this one. So I think that's why this is an important game to discuss. But yeah. who do I have more faith in? Yeah, I think I would have more faith in the 49ers, possibly. But, <laughs> but right. I don't. Right. Who do you have? Do you have faith in either of these teams, or who do you have more faith? I got in? I got more faith in in Joe Burrow than I do Jimmy Garoppolo. Like let's let's be honest <laughs> there. Um, if I had to pick a favorite, that would be why I'd pick the Bengals in this one. It's just. Joe Burrow's just uh he's throwing more interceptions but he's also throwing more TDs and uh he he's he's got a, he he's got his receiver he's looking good uh, it's just um I don't know it, it, it's hard to flat out predict this I just See, yeah. I, I tend to lean it, that's just my main part I I'm, I just I'm I'm on team Joe Burrow all day the Cincinnati Bengals. I know that sounds weird to say. Yeah, it does. But partly because, I mean, tell me if you've heard this before. The 49ers have a lot of injuries going on. No, first time. Wow. <laughs> Since when? I mean, they might be on their third string running back again, which does that matter? Probably not. But Debo Samuel's still out. Um, and I think the Bengals is one of those games, like, as a young team, like, this is the one you need to win, like against a team that's been there before, still considered good. Go win this game, and kind of put yourself in a very good position to make playoffs. Yeah. But the like, problem is they've had multiple opportunities like this, yeah. and they blow it every time. And now so, they have now they have an injured offensive type team. Like, yeah. You, whether Eli Mitchell is going to play for. 49ers, we don't know. He's in concussion protocol. Trey Sermon's out. They're going to be on, like, maybe Jamichael Hastie's, which, obviously, like, that's never mattered who's running the football for the 49ers, but I think Debo Samuel being out is huge. And putting the ball in Jimmy Garoppolo's hands, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So, to our shot bet games. The Buffalo Bills coming out of that weather storm of a game they just had against the New England Patriots against the Tom Brady Buccaneers. I just want to point this out that the bills have probably one of the worst stretches of 
a schedule. They had to play in that snowstorm of a god-awful game against the Patriots. Then they got to go play Tom Brady and the Bucks. Then they got to play the Patriots again the week after that. <laughs> again, after a game where you got no scouting out of anyways, and it's going to be a totally different ball game. So good luck, Bills. Um, Arley, what do you make of this game? Are the Bills going to be able to bounce back or the Bucks going to keep it rolling? This feels like one of those games, like kind of halfway through the season, that Tampa Bay loses, or like that Tom Brady loses for for like an odd reason. Like Bills are kind of coming back, or they need to if they're going to try and reestablish some dominance there. And and I, it's just one of those like you know what I'm talking about like every now and then like Tom Brady in the middle of a season Usually they're just like why did they lose that season? But now we're we're last yeah, five yeah, games. But this is when Tom Brady and his team lock in. They'll they'll hone it in, but. Uh, I agree with you on the Bills side of it. They, yeah, Bills are desperate. Bills are desperate to try and regain because New England is just looking solid. They're 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 doing everything and anything they need to do to win games. And in the end, stats or not, win is a win no matter how you get it, whether it's three passes or not. Uh, but if I were to put money on this, I, I still think even though the Bills, have, uh, they've just been too inconsistent. Uh, uh, on the offensive side of the ball, and I think that this Tampa Bay team just uh, take comes home with the win. And and it, even if we're talking about the shot bet here, I think shot the, bet's three and a half for the Bucks. Think the Bucks take that as well. Okay, are they going with the Bucks on that side of it? Brooks, how do you feel about this one? This is just going to go with who I trust more right now, and that's the Bucks and Brady and Gronk. As long as Gronk is healthy, this Bucks offense is a great offense. Like he is Tom Brady's comfort blanket, and yeah. when he's healthy out there, it's completely different because he just creates so much opportunities for him. Godwin was, you know, great in that last game, um, and it's not just that. Tom Brady can get it to Gronk all the time. It just creates so much open room for Mike Evans and Godwin and the other guys to work. And Leonard Fournette's been really good lately. And uh, I think this Buccaneers team is kind of shaping into playoff form. And I have less questions about them than I do the Bills right now. I think the Bills are still trying to figure it out. They have too many question marks. This is in Tampa. And I expect Brady and the Bucs to take this one at home. Yeah, totally agree. Bills won't have to deal with weather, but they got to deal with a loaded Bucks team. You just listed all like eight Pro Bowl offensive weapons that the Bucks have. Yeah. And, like, <clears throat> Chris Godwin's probably the best receiver on that team, but it's like, okay, do you want to guard him or do you want to guard Mike Evans? Do you want to guard Gronk? Oh, we'll just swing it to Leonard Fournette. He learned how to catch last year. Um, so like you can't guard him and Tom's just going to take what he can get and beat you, like beat you in the end, like just death of a thousand cuts type thing is what he does. In these last few weeks, Leonard Fournette's playing like playoff Lenny. Like he's, Oh yeah. Like been a beast. And don't forget. I mean, they still have Ronald Jones. Like if they Mm want to run the ball, they can run it up your face on you. So I'm taking the bucks too. I mean, I'm not, I think they're getting into end of season Tom Brady form like he wants. 
Yeah. This is what, I mean, this is what they wanted. I mean, it took them till almost the end of the year to get to this point last year. This is why everybody came back. Yeah. Now they're already in it. Like, can yep. they with can mm. they maintain this for two more months is the question. But now they're they're rolling. They're trying to go for that one seed because at home yeah. they're a way better team. And they're just more consistent. You don't want like to wanna go to Green Bay. You don't want to go to Green yeah. Bay for a NFC championship game. No, they you got don't. lucky with that last year. Yeah. And I still think he hates old division foes from winning oh, his time sure. in the Patriots. His so record still... against the Bills, I don't know yeah. if I'm not gonna be completely accurate on this. It's like twenty three and two or three or something. Like it's something yeah. stupid. <laughs> I so I still think there's like this thing in him that's like, oh, it's the Bills. Like I gotta, yeah. oh, I gotta, I, I, gotta I, destroy I own them. I still, I still, I still own that conference. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what sucks. I heard Pardon my take today mention this like for the Bills, like that stretch of these games, and it's like. You got to play the Patriots, who are back to Patriot form. Then Tom Brady, then the Patriots again. And they're like, yeah, used to you could get that done in one game. <laughs> you got three games. I got three games. That sucks. <laughs> all right, so all of us taking the Bucks there. No one taking the Bills. We'll see how that works out for us there. Second NFL shot bet of the week. We are doing two NFL shot bets this week since college football is kind of on a hiatus for a minute. We'll come back to it once we get um, the Texas Tech Bowl game, which we haven't got to do before, and then the college football bowl mm-hmm. games and championship. So we'll come back to college football for shot bets in a few weeks. Um, so the second NFL shot bet, Rams versus Cardinals. Cardinals have established themselves as best team, not only in the NFC, but in the, in the league. Um, they continue to roll first team to 10 wins this season. And Rams have been again hit and miss. Maybe they're trying to find their stride. Brooks, are you buying into the Cardinals are the best team in the NFL? No, no, they, their record, their, their, their record might say that they have, are the best team in the NFL right now, but head-to-head today in a playoff game, are you taking Tom Brady over the Cardinals? Mm. I think so. Yeah. Are you taking Aaron Rodgers over them? I mm. think so. Mm-hmm. Um, and those might be the only – yeah. And so those are the only two teams in the NFC right now that I think are are better than them and that I trust more. But, I mean, what you got to say what they've been doing this season is impressive. I'm not trying to discredit them. Like, they've won games with Kyler Murray mm-hmm. and with Colt McCoy. Like, I Big mean – how many people knew Colt McCoy was on the Cardinals going in? Three and no four this year. Yeah. Running that. And um, so they dominated the Rams the last time they played, too. Like, that was the statement game. You know, we had – we were like, all right, are the Cardinals for real or not? And then they went into Los Angeles and dominated the Rams. So, they – like, while I don't have that faith in them just yet because it's kind of gone unproven – Hey, there's still you got to respect what they've done this season and winning games in a lot of different ways. And so, you know, respect to Cliff for that. And meanwhile, the Rams are just another team that I, I haven't I don't think that they've rounded out into the form that they're going to be when it gets to playoffs just yet. I think they they have stepped forward and then steps back. And right now they took a step forward, getting an easy win against the Jags. But what are they going to be like against a good Arizona Cardinals team? Uh, it's it's too big of a question mark for me to want to take them. So um, I think I have, have to rock with the Cardinals at home in this one. 
especially considering that the Rams have not looked good against the best teams that they've played. They, you know, they've, they've had a hard time when they ramp up the competition lately. All right. So Brooks taking the Cardinals Cardinals are minus two in this game. Artie, where are you feeling? Um, I think we're looking at the best of the best outside of the bubble. So like we, we still got the, we still got the top dogs. And I'd even, uh, whenever uh, Cowboys are at full force, still think that the, that they're ahead of both of these teams, uh, talent-wise and potential for playoff wins. Um, Cardinals right now, obviously looking solid regular season, uh, and they're and they're going to continue to. I think that they end up coming out with a win here, and they're going to ride out. They're they're as far as the Cardinals go. I think that we'll really see who they are. Uh, in the next about three weeks, they got the Colts coming up and then they got the Cowboys right afterwards and they already know what to do against the Rams and the Rams are kind of still in this weird identity crisis kind of thing. Like they don't know what they want to do on each snap yet. Uh, but I still, I, I, I don't have a complete loss of faith. You can't discredit 10 and two in the NFL ever. You never can. I'm sorry. Like, uh, unless you're last year's Steelers, you yeah. can. Yeah, yeah. That's the <laughs> you only. Knew I was gonna bring that. Uh, up, you, you have to every time year. because we knew that that was frauds. But, but uh, th- this Cardinals teams beat some decent teams. I mean, the Browns a little bit earlier in the season were kind of decent. Titans yeah. at the beginning of the season were decent. Uh, yeah, Rams were decent. Uh, 49ers decent. Like, yeah. they've beat some good teams, and so it's like. You don't ever want to discredit that, but you they haven't faced uh, enough top-tier teams yet. And I think this Colt team is kind of a good image of one. And and this, this Cowboys team is definitely looking like, as long as they're at full health, looking like they're going to be just uh, at the top of this outer bubble, if you want to call it that or whatever. So... Pick, you're taking uh, the Cardinals. Yeah, definitely going to take the Cardinals on this one. Uh, I still okay. think uh, Rams are, are kind of trying to trying to figure it out. I don't, I don't know what they're missing okay. exactly, but they're just still trying to figure it out. I think what they're missing on – I think on offense, I heard some good points today about Matt Stafford. He's still in like – his mentality is survivor mode. Like he's got to be hero because that's all he had to do in – Detroit and mm-hmm. you know you're there for 12 years or something like it's hard to get that out of your head like you don't have to make every almost impossible throw to save games like checkdowns are okay throw the ball away like stuff like that's okay I think the Rams need to take a page out of what the Cardinals have done and what the um, Chiefs have started to learn to do is being patient on offense use your running backs and checkdowns and that way, like the Cardinals have done a great job of using their running backs, yeah, and in the running game, but also in the passing game, big time. Like they're taking Take what's short, given to you, short throws, and then run with it, and that's okay. And the Chiefs have started to learn that. That was the whole thing of like patience with Pat, and like the last three weeks, like he's checking it down, he's hitting Kelsey for like three yards instead of fifteen yards. Like I think the Rams need to find that happy medium of. Hey, we don't have a good running game, but we can use our running backs in a different way. And Sean McVay and Matt Stafford need to, they're still working things out. I mean, this is their first year, but I'm taking the Rams in this one because I think 
they feel like they need this game. Like they got to keep, keep pace. Basically. I think the defense is starting to figure things out. Maybe the offense is going to start rolling. Um, I just feel like the Rams are going to have more urgency to this game. And remember that last game when they got whooped by them. And so I'll take the Rams and, and a little bit of points, you know, Fair. That's fair. <laughs> so, all right. So let's move. Um, any NFL news that we might have missed throughout this week? I didn't really see anything. Mm, uh, no, there was a thing with uh, was it AB a- having to sit out for the fake fake. Uh, yeah, I mean AB got card. suspended three games for the fake COVID card. So did one of their safeties. That was just stupid on their part. Dumb. Um, but... There's some. Locker room's kind of going through some COVID situations. I know the Chargers are going through it now. Cowboys kind of yeah. just went through it. Um, I just want to say, yeah, like the Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are both out this week for the Chargers right. pro- protocols. It's crazy. Right. So just no, keep, no. keep an eye on that, especially if you got those guys in fantasy. I know. Fair right point. Now, like, Got to make Donald Parham pick them up. Yeah, Chargers pick, need a receiver. Pick go pick up Donald Parham. Jared Cook um, might be a good option this week. Damn right. So we're always Cooper Cup. Just, just uh, throwing yeah. Cooper Cup. Just Cooper Cup's been the fucking best man. MVP. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move to our favorite part of NFL talk. So NFL week four, week fourteen underdog picks. So last week, already had a regular pick. Took the Saints plus four, and Cowboys handled them by ten points. So Arley goes to the loser's wheel. Brooks got probably the easiest pick of the week and took the Rams over the Jags. By far, that was the easiest pick of the week. Uh, and I had Seahawks plus plus three and a half versus 49ers, and they won that game outright as well. So, Dustin and Brooks going to the winner's wheel. Arley to the loser's wheel. All of us get a wheel pick this week. Arley's going to pull that up for us. Yeah, Brooks, you, you are first right this here. week. The board is pretty good this week, guys. The board is pretty good. It's probably my favorite board of the year so far. All right, all right. Brooks, you ready? Yeah, I remember just Hold on, what's your reaction time, Brooks? Don't time it. Just 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 shout it out. We're going to blurt it it out. All right, no no Brooks reaction. We're just going to do it as we do it. We're going to blurt it out, going in three, two, one, and go. I like the anticipation of the noise. Just a little bit. The noise makes it like a little. Yeah, just a little. Ooh. Oh, plus three points. Wow, good one. Oh. Yeah, no, I had, I had some teasers. I, I had a plus six. We've all. I've had a teaser too. Brooks gets to add a plus three points to a three and a half of the board. So good board already. Yeah, but this is the one week because I, I, I traveled in. I threw this together right quick. I haven't really like laid out all my picks mm. like I normally do. Hey, so, so you're in the same boat as me. I just kind of roll with it every week. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I do. don't know what the wheel's gonna give me. So I don't try to plan too much. You know, I just look at it and be like, oh, I feel a couple of these games. All right, but then you let the wheel Man. push you in a different way. Gives me some decent options. Oh man, one of them's Boy. screaming at me for you. Mm-hmm. So I like possibly three on the Giants. 
because it's 13 and a half against the receiverless Ooh. Chargers. Okay, okay. Or, or, I like, or the, I like the COVID off, play there. Yeah. Or the Lions coming off an, a oh. win. <laughs> <laughs> the Lions are on fire. But it's because the Broncos' offense doesn't scare me at all. Like, like, so can they win by eight and a half points? points. Is a big they got Javante Williams, and that's it. But he's not bad. Um, oh man, shit! A, man, this board is good, especially me. with a plus three. Wow, <laughs> it's probably Washington the best setup. football team at seven and a half. Doesn't sound terrible. I feel like that's going to be a battle. All right, shot clock's on. 30 seconds. I know. What, what Do I want more points or do I want a game that I think is going to be close? <laughs> Tough decision. 20. <laughs> or 15. I'm going to go with. Still got the, 10 seconds. I'm going to go. <laughs> Goddamn. I can't Five. figure it out. Five, four, four three, three, two, two, one. Right, go. Shot goes up. All right. Lions. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Holy smokes. We went with the Lions. But then I remembered that the Giants aren't going to have Daniel Jones. They're going to have Mike Lennon. Right, right, right. And I don't want to ever put Mike. Actually, on Mike no, Glennon. no, 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 no. They don't even have Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon got a concussion last week. So yeah, so they that have, scared me. Yeah. Hold on, who do they have? They signed somebody off the practice squad last Tuesday. He's starting. Yeah. So I had thought about them, and then I was like, wait a minute. I don't even know who their quarterback is going to be for this week, so I'm not going to take them. But then the Cowboys could do that thing where they dominate offensively so yeah. i don't know i feel like the lions they are in a lot of competitive games until i take them in this and then they suck but all right brooks they're with playing the lions. For pride lions pride that all was, right that was tough that was a tough <laughs> one I, I, <laughs> it took you so Man, long you, to you come even to drain the shot clock all the way down yeah you you had the fadeaway jumper slow motion everything that was a tough lions one lions versus the broncos I really, I, mm. Dustin says this board's good, but I, I, there's not a lot that I really like. And you got a plus. Oh, I loved a lot of those picks. I'm on the fence about like two. I don't know about the love of any of them. All right. Which that that was one of them. Lions, and that was one of them. So. All right, uh, Dustin, you ready for your for your uh, round? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, all right. ready? Let's go. Three, two, one, and send it. All right. I get the Kansas City Chiefs minus nine and a half. I feel like this is the third time that you've got Kansas City Chiefs. (laughs) I have gotten them twice on the wheel and i took them another time so you're correct with three times (laughs) i took them against the football team one time and they covered that for me so i know maybe that was my given one but yeah so again again, with this yeah this gives him the option to take the chiefs now he doesn't he's not locked into that pick but it gives you the chance to take them if you want it oh against the raiders i love that pick (laughs) 
They're going to fucking annihilate the Rangers. <laughs> All right, there. So Dustin has his pick. He's going to lock it in with the Chiefs at nine and a half point favorites. Yeah. So, man, even my favorite board of the year. You get locked I mean, in. I like, I like the Chiefs. Nine That's and a half. good pick, though. Oh, you bet. All right. We'll discuss more things I like after Artie gets picked from the loser's wheel. Yep. All right. Going loser's wheel, spinning three, two, one. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. Okay. So it's not New a New York. Pick. New York is one of my favorites. New York. New York. So that means. The yeah. Jets at five and a half or five points against the New Orleans Saints or the third string quarterback Giants versus the COVID no wide receivers Chargers. Oh. You are in a bad spot. <laughs> yeah, both of those suck. <laughs> that would have been funny if I would have picked the Giants because they didn't even stuck with the oh. Jets. <laughs> uh. Yeah, that would have been a lot of pressure just to be like, oh, I got the Jets. <laughs> In between the two. But luckily, you get a... <laughs> I get to pick the shit show. Great. Uh, in between yeah, the you, two... You got, a, you got the bad st- straw there that Daniel Jones and Mike Glennon are out for the Giants. And they're on a guy who's been on the team for two weeks. Not even that. Week and a half. I think in between the two, I'm going to take the Giants side of this because the Chargers might charge her. That's mm-hmm. it. That that that's that, that, that that's my best best hope here. Cause I mean, the Saints. Let me the, talk. The, you, let me try to talk you into this. The okay. Saints got Taysom Hill with a bum finger who threw four picks last week and can't really throw a football to begin with. Yeah, but that's against like the best team for interceptions in the league right now. Like, I don't really like. I, I mean, I, I hold that against okay. him, but but to be fair, like that was not his matchup. I. No, I, I, I'm still I'm still gonna go with the with the the Giants side of this. If, if I got to pick one, uh, I'm just gonna kind of hope that the Chargers Charger, because I still think the Saints are gonna are, are gonna definitely outplay this Jets team. Yeah, that's my best hope. Oh, they're starting Jake from Jake from Georgia. Okay, see, that's not not horrible. Jake from State Farm. Jake Georgia. Jake from Georgia. Oh my God, I didn't. Jake. Even... <laughs> He, so he got signed off somebody else's practice squad last week. Oh, game. shit. But he hadn't even been with the Giants more than a week. <laughs> I got no other hope here, really. Good luck. All yeah, right. basically Good it. Good luck. So, to recap that, Arlie had New York, New York from the loser's wheel, which is a bad situation this week. He took the Giants plus 10.5 versus the Chargers. Brooks got a three-point teaser from the winner's wheel. He put that on the lines to stay hot, or hot enough, to not lose by more than 11 and a half <laughs> against the Broncos. And I got the Chiefs from the winner's wheel and took that option. So Chiefs minus nine and a half versus the Raiders. And with that, that wraps up the NFL. Recap from 13. New stuff from 14. Hope you have fun watching week 14, guys. Hell yeah! Thank you, Dustin. All right, um, so uh, we 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 touched base on this a little bit last week uh, with uh, with kind of all, all of the conference championships going on. 
And the bowls have been officially announced. The rankings have been officially announced. And uh, the in the college football playoff, it's Alabama 1, Michigan 2, Georgia 3, Cincinnati 4. And then uh, with uh, Notre Dame sitting outside of the bubble on this one, they ended up at the 5 spot. Um, guys, I mean, did y'all did y'all have any... Um, what, what was your like immediate reaction? I personally didn't like it, but that, that's just because of like... A little SEC bias, I feel like, a bit there. I kind of wanted to see Michigan 1, Bama, Georgia 2, 3, and then Cincinnati 4. And and uh, Dustin, I know you had your point there, but uh, what, what what's your, I knew what's your thought there? As that's how the SEC championship game went. And uh, Alabama handled, pretty much handled Georgia in that game. Um, I knew the committee would just flip those two teams. He won. That's the best matchup of the championship weekend. So it's kind of easy to do that. Um, and two, the committee is not going to make them play again in two weeks or three weeks or whenever, and then not have those teams meet. They want those teams to meet up in the national championship game. Mm-hmm. And they probably are the best two teams in the country. I mean, Michigan's sitting right there. Um, and that Michigan-Georgia game is going to be amazing. Um so I wasn't surprised at how any of that went um, and kind of sucks. Oklahoma state had a chance, but then once other games played out, they wouldn't have made it anyways. Yeah. And so I'm not surprised they flipped those two teams and that's how the one through four went. Yeah. Brooks. I mean, what, what's your thoughts on this, on this lineup here uh, with Bama, Michigan, Georgia, Cincy. Yeah, one of the guys that works at this company that I was at the conference with is a diehard like Oklahoma State grad fan and everything like that. And so when I talked to to him, he was like, I was feeling pretty bad. And then the Alabama game happened. And so he was like, I kind of knew we didn't really have much of a chance unless they were going to throw us in over Cincinnati. So it kind of took some of the sting out for them, I think. But I mean, yeah, I mean, this is what we all knew was going to happen if Alabama beat Georgia. Like, the writing was on the wall as long as Michigan handled business. Like, we knew they would be in, and the only way Alabama wasn't going to be in if they lost. And, you know, they hung a a lot of points on a Georgia defense. I think, what, 41 or something points on Georgia? the first time, like, against a decent team, their offense has looked pretty decent and good. So, maybe they're getting it together. I don't know. It's kind of scary. We'll see. Yeah, maybe they're getting it together. They get, maybe they Saban get. knows Kirby Smart a lot, That's so true. there's that factor. But ultimately, you know, you get kind of the exciting games that you want. I think, like Dustin said, Michigan, Georgia that that'll be an awesome game. Um, and then Cincinnati gets in there as the first non-power five school uh, to get a shot at the playoff, and you just kind of hope that they're able to make it competitive, but you know, it's fun for that fan base uh, to be able to get in and have this, but ultimately, yeah, this is how I kind of saw it playing out if Alabama won. And so nothing uh, that I'm really mad about here. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, yeah. we, we always know the sec is going to get a little more biased, but you know, that's why Alabama is usually holding up the sec or sec championship and yeah. <laughs> the championship. And at the end, I, oh, I agree. It, we got the best four teams this time. Yeah. Imagine this year with how much parity we have so far. If we had an eight or twelve team playoff, how dope the next. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, I mean, now um, you get Baylor and Oklahoma State in. You get 
all these other teams that did like so well, like maybe Iowa or Penn State or Ohio State get it. Like you have so many more good teams right now this year. Um, it would have been so much more fun to watch. I would have liked to have seen it with uh, maybe take out Ole Miss there and and put in uh, either Oklahoma State or Michigan State there in that top eight. I, I think the only thing that I did see for your for your buddy that was an OK State fan was if they would have beat Baylor convincingly, I could have seen them replacing Cincinnati. No, they wouldn't have. I don't. I I, I just I, I think that there would have been a shot because yeah. if it was convincing, yeah, possibly. I think that there would have been a shot at it. I obviously I mean, didn't play out that way. Now, like forty to thirty or forty to three. I mean, I didn't think that those yeah. are completely incapable. They had one of the best defenses in the in the league. I, I don't know. It was just uh, that's hypothetical either way. But my only thing was just I just I just kind of wanted to see Michigan uh, get that one spot. I know why they didn't get it. Alabama and the SEC have been the dominant conference in college football for the last fifteen years, twenty years. And, and so I get it. I get why they jumped them, and I get why Michigan's too. And I, I'm I'm so damn excited for that Michigan Georgia game because I really do want to see if this Michigan team's a real deal. Like they've been fun to watch, yeah, a lot of fun to watch this year. And that's definitely going to be their biggest first test. And uh, it, while Michigan State fans may may get annoyed by this or may feel like there's an SEC bias, either way, you're going to have to beat these sec teams so you're gonna have to prove that test either way uh so the fact that we get a little bit earlier as a fan i'm excited about it i'm, I'm pumped for it um but uh that's kind of how that wrapped up uh, again uh I, I i i can speak i think for most of us we're, we're i'm looking forward to the day where we have the 18 playoff i'd love to see this expanded a bit well they're talking of just jumping straight to 12 yeah i've heard that too uh, I, i've seen the 12 number pop up I'm just excited, and I hope that that happens one day, but I think that they'd have to cut the regular season uh, by one game, maybe non-conference or something, because it is it is tough for these college kids, whenever you want them to have the potential for a future career, to put their necks on the line for another game and another game and another game. Like It's not NFL players as much. Uh, at, at, where there's like you know insurances and money on and the, like guarantees and stuff like that, these are kids and, and maybe with some nil stuff. But anyways, that's a whole other thing. But uh, I think that does kind of wrap up wrap this up. Any other takes you guys had before uh, before we move on to, to NBA? Nah, let's move over. I mean, the to last that. bit of I was gonna say the last bit of college football news is that Miami's got their coach and they stole Mario Cristobal from Oregon. No, oh, yeah. the, okay, yeah, the big news there, though, they treated their current coach like shit. They were literally, it came out that they were talking to Mario Cristobal while still having Manny Diaz getting paid those days and weeks and like, well, we're, gonna, we're not going to tell you anything until we get the next guy, and then we're going to kick you out the door. Wow. But, yeah, I mean, but Manny Diaz how... was not, yeah, Manny Diaz wasn't good there, but the problem that, Miami had is they didn't do anything financially to like help him out and then all of a sudden they go out they pull Cristobal they give him a really big contract but then they say they're going to like donate 30 million dollars to yeah. like the program and stuff like that which I get the Cristobal hire I mean he was a former player yeah. and coach there a little bit and so that's cool but yeah like you said didn't do anything there and then we're shady about the hiring process 
Yeah, but, but I mean, it's the business. So like, I mean, it happened to several other schools, maybe not with head coaches, realize, but like, with offensive like, coordinators. So, yeah. You can get mad at how Brian Kelly left, how Lane Kiffin, or not Lane Kiffin, Lincoln Riley left, and how Miami treated Manny Diaz, but it's a business. There's a lot of millions of dollars floating around. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, it's cutthroat. I mean, literally. Yeah. Manny Diaz just got kicked out the front of the facility, basically. Yeah. Um, so that does uh, wrap up our, our, our little college football dabble. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about this in a couple of weeks. Uh, if we got some big news pop up, then we'll, of course, bring that to you guys. Uh, but uh, let's go ahead and kick this over to Brooks. We're going to talk a little bit of some NBA action. All right, Brooks, so uh, seeing a little bit of uh, some NBA news here. What do you got for us on that front? Yeah, as we've kind of mentioned the last several weeks, there's, you know, really the NFL is just kind of dominating the news as it should be, and then college football as well. And so we're going to spend the majority of our time talking that and then, you know, add a little bit of NBA in there when there's, you know, big news. And the current big news is that, you know, the possibility of one of the NBA's biggest stars on the move. And so that's always a headline grabber. Uh, Damian Lillard, Portland Trail Blazers guard, their savior of that franchise for the last several years. There was noted reporting that he was maybe on his wanting out if the Blazers weren't going to do anything to put them into championship contention. So far this year, they have been middling out. They've had injuries. C.J. McCollum just uh, like had a punctured lung. So that's obviously throw some kinks into the plans. Uh, but somebody said that Damian Lillard was wanting Ben Simmons to come on board. Uh, it would add a all-world defensive player to the roster. Uh, meanwhile, the Blazers have one of the worst defenses. I think the actual worst defense in the NBA for yet another year. So just growing frustration with Damian Lillard. And while he says the reports aren't true, I definitely believe that it's not being reported without some mumblings of it, um, without some something in the air there. And and it definitely makes sense for Dame, who's a guy who's carried that franchise for several years on his back, a franchise that hasn't done anything to get him uh, above that level. Last year, they went and just got Larry Nance and then – They hired Chauncey Billups, who apparently is having some frustrations with the team. Their GM just got fired for uh, some shady things that he was doing. And so ultimately, it's just kind of a clusterfuck that the Blazers find themselves in. And they have one of the best players in the NBA and they need to obviously do something. So is Dame either on his way out? Is Dame going to be traded in the next, you know, six weeks or so? Or do the Blazers find somebody who wants to take on C.J. McCollum, uh, Nurkic, or any of these guys? They don't have a lot of assets. Uh, Dustin, where do you sit with the Blazers and their positioning right now as a middling team in the NBA for yet another year? Yeah, it's tough. You have one of the best superstars and shooters and clutch guys in the league, and you've been, a, like you said, middling-type playoff team. I mean, it's cool you've made the playoffs however many straight years, but – getting bounced in the first round also not cool um i think if you're the blazers you need to trade dame as soon as you can for as much as you can 
Yeah. I mean, I get Dame wants to be loyal to you, but I also think he needs to give that up as well. Like, he needs to realize, like, hey, everything I've done for the city of Portland and state of Oregon and this franchise has been great for the last 10 or 12 years, however long he's been there. But, dude, they haven't done anything for you. Like, yeah. what have they done for you? Like, they've kept you – they got you C.J. McCollum in a draft, and he was just basically a guy that developed out of nowhere, and that's it? Like, dude, go – Go win. I get you want your own legacy or whatever, but at this point in your career, you're either going to wind up as one of those dudes that was great and never got a title and never even got a chance, or you can go somewhere else and become the second and third type guy, and you can win a couple titles at this point in your career. Like, get out, dude. I think Philadelphia is a great place for that. Uh, I think that works for both parties at this point. Like yeah. you said, um, you get Ben Simmons, who's a 26-year-old all-pro type defensive player, and you can maybe still develop that shot. Who knows? I mean, he's still so young, you never know. But, like, you at least get something out of it. And then, Dame, you get to go to a possibly top Eastern Conference team with a good post player, MVP-type post player. You're on the outside. That big man and guard combo yeah. – could really, really work for them. And you have a ton of other uh, role players there. Yeah. Yeah, Seth Curry. You got uh, your favorite player, Danny Green. I mean, you got tons of other guys there to help you. Like, it's not just on you, Dame. Yeah. And then and it's a much for the Sixers, better defensive team. You have a team. guy that you can give the ball in the last 10 seconds and, hey, go make a shot. Yeah. But Portland needs to get, Portland needs to get out of it, and Dame needs to – Get out of yeah. Portland. Imagine pick and rolls with Dame and mm. Joel Embiid. That'd be Ooh. great. With like Seth Curry over there in the corner. Arlie, where do you fall on this? I, I think we we've talked about this a few times, yeah. but ultimately the Blazers season not going where anywhere near where they thought it was going to be after making underwhelming moves. Um, what do you see as the I best mean, path for them? Keeping Dame or, or trying to trade? I mean, uh, trade him. Y'all know my take go. on this. I, I, I get that he's small market and loyal, and, and you got to applaud him for that for as long as he's done it. But I thought he needed to get out of there a long time ago. Um, and if he can get out, then the the or if he's wanting to in the least bit, the the Blazers as a as a franchise need to take advantage of this and get the get get as much as they can out of it. Uh, I think Dustin had a mm-hmm. had a very good point there. Um, they they need to get what they can out of this trade, and and he is, what, consecutively for the last eight years, one of the top five players in the NBA, uh, I, I think individually. Um, they they need to move him now, and I I, I don't think that they'll move him now. I think that they'll wait right until like somebody's desperate near the trade deadline, but uh, yeah. that that'd probably be my move if I was them. Was just wait until somebody's desperate. And then try and get as much as you can for them for like some team that's trying to make a playoff push. But if I were Dame, I'd want out of there by now. They're they're not going to do anything for you as they haven't before. Yeah, I mean it makes sense for him. Uh, just growing frustration, and then you'll have another year where CJ's hurt, and yeah. so that's you know not going to help him out either. And so you know finding a good trade partner, getting him out of there, putting him on a team that actually has a chance of doing some damage 
would be great for him. And, and Dame's just kind of one of those guys in the league that's just kind of loved all around the league. There's not a lot mm-hmm. of people that hate Damian Lillard. Like mm-hmm. he's he's oh, a yeah. good guy, a great teammate, works hard, competes hard, and is just generally fun to watch. And so him getting an, an opportunity at a new place would be good to see. Uh, while it, he was a legend for the Blazers, but you know, at some point, this franchise has got to figure out a life Compared beyond to game. like Matt Stafford. Like, can we just get him out of yeah. Detroit slash Portland? Like, you have an all-star Pro Bowl Hall of Famer type guy yeah. on a shitty team that's not doing anything for him. Can we get him on a good team with a good coach and people that want to play good basketball with him? So, like, yeah. best place you want to see him is just, like, what, Sixers? I think Philly's a great fit for him because him with a – with a Hall of Fame type posts and Joel Embiid yeah. would be great. They also, like Dustin said, have a lot of guys who can help. Like even Tyrese Maxey, who's a second year guy, has been really damn good for them this year. Danny Green. Um, Danny, you know, Danny Green, who will go inevitably 0 for 10 in a playoff game. Um, but I, I think that's a great fit. That'll keep him competitive. I don't really know what other trade options there are. There's yeah, not like a team that's great. No, There's not a team that has like the asset wise that that Philly has that can keep that will keep Portland at least intrigued. I mean, yeah. people can shit all over Ben Simmons, but he's a great defender. Oh yeah, and he's a great great distributor of the ball. And so you maybe put him on his own team and, and see what he can do there. That has some that can be enticing to some people, but you're never going to get back Dame, but. Yeah, I mean, the at trade, some point, the other this, end of the trade aspect is the good point. Is yeah, you're going to need a but, lot to go get him, and this isn't like the NFL where you can offer four number one draft picks. Yeah, no, that doesn't mean shit. So in the NBA. you have to have another all star or close to all star type player and other things, and the Sixers have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's not really another team in that kind of situation really that that's going to be able to put together that kind of package. So. Uh, other than the uh, the Golden State Warriors, the Golden State Warriors could trade for just about anybody if they wanted to. But uh, so I don't think they but, need that with Clay coming back. Yeah, I don't think they need to do that. But really, other than that, that's kind of the only newsworthy topic this week in the NBA as things keep rolling along slowly till we hey, get. I to want to Christmas get your comment where... about some of this Luca noise. What there's Luca noise? I. Yeah, I didn't know about that either. Kind of fat. Oh, oh yeah, he oh, okay. is. Kind of yeah. lazy at this point, is the rumors. Is he looking like Chubby Harden? Well, so the rumors th- are th- what th- I read thicky today. Thicky Harden. Thicky he... Harden. So he's listed at 230, but he actually is more like 260. Holy oh, shit. <laughs> he has said he relaxed too much in the offseason after the Olympics. And you can kind of see it on the floor. A little bit and Jason Terry called him out and Jason Kidd's kind of calling him not Jason yeah Jason Terry maybe and uh Jason Kidd's kind of called him out a little bit like Brooks you haven't like I mean they've lost like eight of the last 11 mm-hmm. yeah um he doesn't look I mean, it's horribly been a big con- he doesn't but it's definitely He's been a concern with him like the last few years they've gotten off the slow starts because it takes him a while to get into game shape and I heard somebody talking about this a while ago. It was like, well, 
why would you put a whole lot of effort into it when you know you can come back and dominate like he had, you know, the previous two years? And you can come in and, you know, carry your team to the playoff when it matters. But, you know, ultimately, I think body health is a trait that players develop a little bit later on in their yeah, careers. For sure. Like once LeBron figured out all of that stuff, that's oh, when he yeah. became like a dominant like he was really good but that's when he became just an unstoppable force almost you know um and and that's something that takes time like right he's a kid probably still living up his life uh he has a probably damn good life so i'm sure he enjoys some of those things a little too much um and i don't blame him for that but there's comes a point where you do gotta you do gotta take care of yourself and when you know you're seeing it with zion um and, and yeah you gotta he's apparently yeah. almost 300 pounds and so <laughs> i i don't know what you've got to do um but you have the money and that's the thing is like lebron spends millions of dollars on his body every year yeah yeah luca needs to get to that point and i don't know what i don't know who's gonna get him to you know focus up on that and take care of himself every off season. Yeah, they need like a old veteran type guy to almost have on their team just to show him those things. Yeah. Well, like you maybe thought he doesn't Dirk hardly even that. play, but like. <clears throat> yeah. I thought Dirk could be that. Dirk would be the perfect person for that. But I mean, <clears throat> you know, Dirk at the end was always complaining about how that's kind of why he wanted to retire, right? Is because like the, the pain that his body felt after the games and stuff like that. And so it just got too hard for him to have to take care of it. And but, maybe Dirk does do that, and Luca's still just too young and yeah, to, and rebellious to listen yet. Yeah, I mean, it, it is hard when you know you're already one of the best like ten players in the NBA to change really what you're doing. Yeah. But I, I think until he figures that out, like the Mavs are always going to kind of um, be a fringe playoff team that's going to yeah, have a lot of be good this year. Mm-mm. They're not going to well, be good until he figures that out. Until you all get players around him, yeah. That you know, it, it's not just him there. I think, but he's definitely he's the leader of the team and he's the face of that franchise. So he needs to take on that role more. And he hasn't done a good job with that necessarily just yet. But he can still get thirty points when he wants to do. <laughs> sure. But um but yeah, yeah. that kind of wraps up our our nba news for this week we'll touch touch base next week is worth <laughs> touching base on next week. <laughs> it's just limited guys that's all it's just limited uh we'll, yeah. we'll 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 have some more stuff for you guys is uh probably about about the time uh nfl and and uh college football wraps up but uh let's go ahead and jump over to shot bets real quick we're going streaky. And so to kick off shot bets, Brooks is taking one right now as we start this off. Uh, first shot bet was Baylor versus Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State being a five-point favorite in the Big 12 Championship. And all of us ended up taking Oklahoma State on this one, and Baylor ended up getting the victory, giving all of us a loss here. Uh, I I think all of us were pretty confident in this Oklahoma State team, uh, considering their matchup earlier in the season. And 
uh, how good their defense had been for so long there uh, going down the stretch of this college football season. Uh, but a uh, second game that we had there was uh, the Patriots versus the Bills. Bills being a two-and-a-half-point favorite on this one, Monday Night Football. But uh, Pats not only covered, but also completely won- outright won the game uh, with two out of three passing from Mac Jones. Uh, still phenomenal. I, I don't even uh, – Bill Belichick's next level. Uh, but Dustin with the W on that one. Me and Brooks getting another L there. Uh, so this week's shot bet that we do have for you is the Bills versus the Bucks. The Bucks being a three and a half point favorite. All three of us on the sweep with this one for the Bucks. Second shot bet that we have is the Rams versus the Cardinals. Me and Brooks taking the Cardinals for the two point favorite, and Dustin going the way of the Rams. Uh, total shot bets owed. I'm still have a mountain to claw at. Uh, Brooks took his two. Dustin took two today. Was it just one? Okay, okay. That was just that one. I may be talking. Anyways, uh, Dustin took the one, so he's down to two. Uh, I had a little side bet last week uh, with the Steelers and the Ravens, and I got two shots taken off and earned those motherfuckers right back. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so a lot of good that did. I'm just not at 19, I guess, uh, which is just uh, yeah. impossible. You went back down to 15, at. and then you went right back up yeah, to 17. Yeah, no, that, that's, <laughs> that's been my shot bet luck for this entire uh, fall, we'll say. Um, but uh, that kind of does wrap up our show, guys. Um, Dustin, anything you wanted to kind of mention on the final shot for the night? Oh, yeah, I had this. I, it was my backup for the time it takes Tom Brady to come back. Segment, okay. But neither of y'all took the Patriots game and let me have that, so that was great. Let me use it now. So NFL scheduling is kind of horseshit this year because they went to this 17-game, 18-week schedule, but the bye weeks are so effing stupid. The fact that we are in week 14 and still have yeah. four teams on bye week, the fact that Bye week started in week six and are still going in week 14. That's a nine week span of teams on bye week. Yeah. Like the fact that Patriots and um, Tua and the Dolphins are just now getting a bye week, like that's stupid. And other teams had to take it in week six. Like, and then the yeah. how, how sometimes there's two, two teams on bye week, sometimes there's four, four teams, sometimes there's six. Like, how can we not condense this down into more of the middle of the schedule and have four or six teams on bye week every week for only like five or six weeks rather than nine weeks? Like yeah. It's too much of a disparity and kind of unfair to both ends of these teams that are just now having bye weeks or had them way earlier in the season. Like it's pretty stupid to be honest. I feel like it's, it's more to the advantage of the teams that like have it like at the, in the later part, right? Like, no, yeah, that, it's more advantage if you had it like probably two or three weeks ago. Like, you want it closer right to the middle? the middle of the season. Yeah, like we need everybody closer to the middle of the season with that bye week. Like, just like everybody's born banged up at the end and an extra week off. I, I don't know. That was just my thought, but yeah. And the fact that we're twelve or thirteen games in, and yeah, the Patriots are thirteen games in and just now getting a bye week. Yeah, yeah. That's a long, long time of football without a bye week. Mm-hmm. True. Like, we need all to right. condense that down and make it all in the middle and way more even down. 
I think that'd be good. Yeah, I don't mind. I think it's silly to have it this late still. Um, Brooks, final shot for the week. Anything in particular you're wanting to throw out there? Man, I don't really have anything. So I just want to shout out the Tennessee dude who tripped and fell while trying to do a layup, <laughs> a wide open layup again. I, I mean, got, I gotta find just that. great defense by the court there to make him fall. Yeah, if yeah. I was the dude, I would have stayed on the ground. I would have faked my knee yeah. injury. I would probably, the, I just uh, busted my ACL. Above the <laughs> basket camera, you could see his face go. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, show me what an average person looks like playing a college basketball <laughs> game. And, you know, that's that video. But, yeah, I definitely, if that was me in that situation, I am, like, oh, you, you got to cart me off. Yeah, you have to. You got to fake your calf injury. I'm telling everybody I'm good. Just get me the fuck out of here so I don't look like a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You have to be like, yeah, I'm hurt. Get me off. And then when you get to the trainers, oh, I guess it's fine now. You see his whole, you see his but, whole sideline at the end of this? Like, they're all, like, yeah, right okay. <laughs> They're all ready to just hype him up and just yell at him. It's like, hell yeah. Oh. This was in the middle of a spurt of the game where it was just like nobody could score. And you're like, oh, finally a fast break opportunity. And he just falls. And you're like, what the fuck even is this game? But he, the fact that he lays there for like two seconds afterwards, he's just like, oh, I hate this. I Even Kevin O'Banner like looks back after he throws the ball. He's like, uh <laughs> what you say? Yeah, <laughs> Amazing. It was great. It was great. The the, the memes oh. the memes and the quote tweets from this were, were phenomenal, by the way, if y'all didn't get a shot at, to read some of this. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> you gotta fake a leg injury after this. <laughs> yeah. Mom, I can actually dunk now. All right, let me see it. Misses. Oh man, it was good. Twitter was great on this one. Um, all right. Uh, so my my final shot for the week is, is going to be uh, a little soccer based. Uh, Barcelona knocked out of the Champions League for the first time uh, in the in, in the in, they didn't even make it to the knockout rounds, uh, but the first time in seventeen years that they haven't made it through that stage. Uh, so kind of, kind of a little bit of an upset there. They end up losing to Bayern Munich three to zero in, uh, in the group stages and, uh, yeah, no Barcelona, one of, one of Spain, Spain's top teams, one of the top teams in the world and, uh, kind of weird to not see them on that next, on that next stage, but, but yeah, that's kind of my, my little time to talk about soccer. <laughs> It's still the, the 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 trip up was phenomenal. Um, but that does uh, wrap up the episode, guys. Anything else y'all want to talk about today? I think we covered quite a bit. Uh, make sure you guys at home or uh, listening out there, you do hit that uh, hit that follow button on Spotify and iTunes. And if you do swing by on iTunes, uh, hit that five star rating, drop a review below. Hit us up on the social media pages on Twitter. It's at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And on that YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell. Uh, find, you can find Dustin at DustinWimmer22. Brooks at Calvin B. Barrett. And me at Blanca with the L's 1. We will catch you guys next week for, for some more tailgate talks. Some more club bread and the more, some more tailgate. But until then. Catch y'all at the next tailgate. Peace.